Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 9th, 2024. Here we are at the beginning of the second month of the year, and I told you that this year we would be looking at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. We've been looking at that pretty much every day. I told you that this would be a year of laser focus, where we would be focused on God's fixed purpose, but I also told you at the beginning of the year that this would be a year of many distractions. So the reason why we need to be focused, say I'm focused, put in the chat, I'm focused, is because we need to ignore life's distractions, right? If if you get distracted, uh, you can derail yourself from your destiny. It's not that Satan is stopping you, it's that you stop you when you allow him to distract you and to get you off of God's path. But my prayer for you is that your feet will be bound to the path that God established for you from the foundations of the world, that you would walk out your divine assignment, that you would become the man or the woman that God has destined for you to be in this particular season for the glory of God. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, say, that's me. All right? So the title of today's message is Don't Miss Your Divine Moments. There are these divine moments with God, these Kairos moments that I talked about yesterday, and I'm going to flow in that same vein again today. So don't miss your divine moments with God. Put in the chat, say, I won't miss it. You ready? Let's get ready for the Word of God. All right, so we are not going to miss our divine moments uh, with God. We're gonna we're gonna be locked in, laser focused, our hearts open to whatever God wants to do, however God wants to do it. Y'all ready? Let's get into the word for this morning. So I told you that we every day we've been looking at Proverbs chapter four and verse twenty five. We're gonna go back to that again today. So we start off with Proverbs chapter four and verse twenty five, and then at the beginning of the year we went through about twenty other verses. And I told you that we would take a deep dive into every one of those. I kind of said something about those scriptures before. Now we're going back. And so one of the verses that we looked at yesterday, we're going to go back to it again today. So first, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 from the Passion Translation says, Set your gaze on the path before you. Put in the chat, I set my gaze. With, with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, I ignore life's distractions. I, I'm not going to be distracted. Put in the chat, I, I refuse to be distracted. First Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 20 from the New Living Translation. This is something we looked at yesterday. We're going to look at it again today. Beginning at verse 18, the Bible says, For you know that God, our God, paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. So let me just pause there real quick. Let me make sure you understand what that says. Peter's saying that when you were born, you were born with the inheritance of Adam. You were born without the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 that all of us, in Ephesians chapter 2, that all of us were under the power of the prince of the power of the air, and all of us lived on, we, we all went astray. So don't try to act like you did not. So you had this empty life, and God decided to pay a ransom for you, to redeem you from that empty life. And this ransom was not paid with silver or gold. No, because silver and gold, the Bible says, lose their value. It was much more precious than that, says Peter. Peter says it was the blood of Jesus. 
the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Oh, glory to God. So, so it was the blood of Jesus that was paid for us. So God chose Jesus to become the ransom for us. And the Bible says he chose Jesus to pay for our sin as the Lamb of God, which would take away the sin of the world. And he did it before the world began. And so the, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the world. But now in these last days, he's been revealed unto you. I told you that that passage, Peter saying, listen, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the world. But then in the last days, now he's being revealed. He came, although it was planned that he would be, be slain from the foundations of the world, he couldn't be slain from until it was the right time. And so he came. So there's this plan for Jesus. There's this plan for you from the foundations of the world. But these things are going to manifest at just the right time. That's why you don't want to miss your divine moments. Say, I will not. Put in the chat, I refuse to miss my divine moments with God. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. Three. As I get into these three things on this Friday morning, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You all ready? Three things. Number one, here we go. The divine precision of God's timing. Put in the chat, God's timing is perfect. I want to talk about the precision of God's timing. So the Bible is clear that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the world. The Bible is clear that there were plans to redeem us from sin even before there was sin, right? And so it wasn't like sin caught God off guard. It, it, you know, God is never caught off guard. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? The, the light never comes on for God because God knows everything. So from the foundations of the world, the Lamb of God was already slain. It was already a plan in place, right? Uh, but Jesus could not come to this planet until it was the right time. So this is a reminder of us that while God has these infinite uh, uh, plans that are established in eternity, they won't manifest in time until it's the right time. So Jesus came to this planet at just the right time. Not only that, but then watch this. Now that he's on this planet, and what did he come to do? He came to redeem us from sin and death, from the from the Satan's dynamic duo, the two things that the, that were introduced into the world when Adam ate were sin and death. And so Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. So he redeemed us from sin and death. But now that he's on the planet and he's ready to redeem us from sin and death, not only did he wait thousands of years before he showed up on the planet, he then waited 30 years before he started his ministry. I mean, think about the timing of God. Think about God's dedication to his timing. Not only did he wait, well, millions of years that the planet was available, and then, you know, but he waited all of this time to show up. And then once he showed up, he waited 30 years to start a ministry that would only last three and a half years. So this is another example of the significance of divine timing over human urgency. Let me let me say that again. God's timing is in his in his kingdom is more important than our urgency. So when we come to God and we're like, oh, oh God, I need you, I need you, I need you, and I need you to do this now. God is like, hey, there's a time, son. There's a time, daughter, when I'm gonna do it. God, you said, okay, yes, son. I'm a, I'm not a man. You know, I, I said I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's only a matter of time. But your urgency is not going to cause me to change my timing. The fact that you're freaking out 
It's not going to, matter of fact, it might cause a delay. <laughs> so it's not like Jesus was not in a hurry to show up on this planet. And once he got on this planet, he was not in a hurry to start his earthly ministry. He knew that everything would happen at just the right time. My spiritual father, Tony Brazelton, um, I've seen this happen. The where if you go to Pastor Tony and you're like, hey, hey, dad, hey, dad, we need we need a decision. We need this now. We need you to hurry up. We need you, you, you know, we need you to make a decision on this. It's almost like he will purposefully slow down and be like, all right, well, y'all going to have to wait because he's like, you know, I'm not I'm not y'all not going to rush me into a decision. And, and because he's in tune with God and that's how God is. God's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not being rushed into this thing. God's commitment to his timing teaches us that divine actions are not subject to human manipulation. Let me say that again. Put that in the chat. Divine actions are not subject to human manipulation. We can't manipulate God. We can't speed up the clock. We can't make God make a decision and hurry up and do this now. We can't. Listen, the fulfillment of God's promises come at the appointed time. There's an appointment. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says there's a time for everything. And everything is going to happen at just the right time. So it's not like we can make God speed up the clock. And it's not like our urgency and, and, and our crying and our freaking out and our coming to God and all of that is going to change God's timing. Now, God is like, hey, son, hey, daughter, look, I, I said I'm going to do it. And if I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's not like I'm not going to do it. I can't lie. But what I'm not going to do is change my timing just because you're freaking out, right? The essence of faith involves a deep-seated patience. Put in the chat, say, I have a deep-seated patience. You, you have to add patience to your faith. I have this deep-seated patience where I have a steadfastness that will not falter, will not fail, regardless of how long I have to wait on the promises of God to manifest. Every promise of God comes with a timing component. Every time, every promise of God comes with a timing component, but every promise of God comes with grace as well. So let me say it this way. Every promise of God comes with a timing attached to it, so it's not going to happen before it's time, but every promise of God comes with grace. Say grace. I live by grace, right? So every promise of God comes with grace. Every promise of God comes with the grace to perform it and the grace to endure until it's the right time. So, so say that. Put in the chat, I have the grace to do it, and I have the grace to wait for it. So I have the grace to wait, and when that time comes, I'll have the grace to perform. And it's not that I'm doing it in my own power, my own ability, my own strength. It's God on me. God has given me the grace to do what I could never do without him, but God is not going to release me until it's the right time. So God has given me the grace to wait and the grace to endure, and the grace to persevere. And when the time comes, he's also given me the grace to perform. So I have to live my life in alignment with God's timing. I have to live my life in alignment with God's timing to the point where uh, I'm not freaking out. I have peace and I am sensitive to Kairos moments. I told you yesterday about these Kairos moments. Kairos moments are opportune moments where the preordained life shifts or uh, decisions that have to be made or things that are going to be manifested, where there are these preordained 
moments where God has established something to manifest or for you to do something in your life. And you discern these Kairos moments through the Holy Spirit. You remain open. You remain expected. You're believing God. You're grounded in faith. You're not moving. You're not wavering. You're at peace. All of that. But you're, you're so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that when these divine opportunities, these divine moments come, these are orchestrated opportunities for you to tap into God's eternal plan that you are sensitive and that you're ready to move in that, in those moments. Put in the chat, I will not miss my moments. You got it. All right, number two. Oh, this is some good teaching, y'all. All right, number two, patience as the companion of faith. I taught a whole series on faith and patience. Yeah, uh, faith and patience go together. Hebrews chapter six and verse 12 teach us that it is through faith and patience that those that went before us obtained the promises of God. We can have faith, but you got to have patience. I got to add patience to my faith. Put in the chat, I add patience to my faith. And so I'm I'm adding patience. I'm living by faith, but I'm going to be patient. I'm living by faith, but I'm also patient. I have both. I have pay, faith and patience are operating in my life. I have the expectation of faith. I have the serenity of patience. So I understand that God's timeline often differs from my timeline. And so this teaches me then that when I say I need to have faith and patience, this is not just a passive waiting. No, it's an active faith. So it's not that I'm just passively waiting for God to do it. No, I'm actively believing that God is going to manifest his perfect plan in his perfect timing. And so my faith is not passive. My faith is active. It's not like I'm just sitting around just waiting. Well, do, 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 do. I'm just going to wait for whenever God wants to do it. He'll do it. No, no. I'm releasing my faith daily, believing that that today there are some things that God wants to do in my life today. And I have the divine discernment to, to hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit in my heart. And I will do what God wants me to do today. Today is the day of salvation. Today, I'm going to make the most of my today. I know that God is going to take care of my tomorrow. And so, so I'm going to I'm line up my life with, with this expectation of manifestation. And I'm living my life with an act of faith that whatever God tells me to do today, I'm going to do today. And I know that today I'm going to get incrementally closer to the manifestation of the promise. Today, I'm going to get, I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do, however he tells me to do it. And then in the fullness of God's timing, God will do what he said, but he will not do it before that time. The story of Jesus waiting until he was 30 years old to start a ministry that only lasted three and a half years is an illustration of divine discernment, divine patience, and also divine preparation. So it's like you need to put in the chat, I will prepare until God gives me the green light. So until God gives me the green light, what should I be doing now? I'm being prepared. I'm preparing myself because I know it's coming. Come on. I'm preparing myself because I know it's coming. I'm so convinced that it's coming that I, I need I need to go ahead and get some things ready now. And so put, put in the chat, I'm being prepared. I'm preparing myself for the manifestation of the promise. Jesus was preparing himself for 30 years for that three and a half year ministry. There were things that he prepared himself as a carpenter for what he did in ministry. You are preparing yourself. Patience is not about just maintaining or sitting back and waiting. No, it is about meditating on the promises of God and knowing that it's only a matter of time and ministering to yourself. There will be moments where you have to minister to yourself. I have to do this all the time. There will be moments where you have to preach to yourself. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Grace on your life, not only is there a grace on your life to believe, but there's a grace on your life to endure. 
that, that, that there are these godly ordained moments, these Kairos moments where these things are going to come to pass and you have to endure and persevere until that time comes, until that moment comes. And so you're meditating and medicating, you're ministering to yourself. You remind yourself that God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. You remind yourself that God said that he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. You, you remind yourself that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. You go back and you remind yourself of what God said. You have the written word of God and you have all the prophecies and all the spoken words of God that God has given you directly. And you wrote those things down and you go back and you say, Lord, in 2024, I'm believing you for these things. Some of these things may not happen in 2024 and they'll still be on my list in 2025. But all the things that are going to happen this year, we're going to cross some things off. And every day I'm believing you, Father, that these things are going to come to pass. And I'm living my life with an expectation of manifestation. And I'm looking up and not down and I'm looking forward and not backward. And I'm setting my gaze and I will not be distracted. Neither to the left, neither to the right. No, no, there's a fixed purpose for my life for 2024, and I have a laser focus on that fixed purpose. I have patience. I know how to wait. I know how to believe God. I know how to endure. I believe in your sovereignty. I believe in your plan, and I believe in your promises, and I will not be moved by what happens down here in this world. An email is not going to change my faith. No, a text message is not going to change my faith. Uh, No, no, a statement that comes in the mail is not going to change my faith. I live by every word that God speaks to me. Say amen to that. Oh my God, I feel like preaching. All right, number three. Y'all ready for number three? All right, last point for today, number three. Discerning and seizing these Kairos moments. You got to discern it, then you got to seize those Kairos moments. Kairos moments, these divine moments when the Holy Spirit is making it clear to you that God's best is about to be manifested. God's best is being manifested in your life. Where the Holy Ghost is saying, this is it. This is it. This thing, like, you know, you have all that stuff on your list. This is number four. And and it's happening right now. In those moments, you want to step into God's eternal purpose. In those moments, you want to have the faith to just do whatever God tells you to do in that moment so you don't miss it. Put in the chat, I will not miss my moments. No, 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 no. Whatever God tells me to do, say, this is my moment. Oh my God, what do you want me to do? And I receive it. It, it might be that I do nothing. It just it might be that I need to do something. Maybe I need to say something, go somewhere. Uh, whatever I need to do, I'm not going to miss my moment. My, the, my heart is in tune with the Holy Spirit. I have a relationship with him. I'm excited. I'm seizing these Kairos moments. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm believing God. I'm I'm laying hold of what God is setting before me. I'm I'm believing that this thing is coming to pass in the fullness of God's timing. And when God says, this is it, this is the moment, I'm not going to get outside of God's will by getting overly anxious or or overly zealous. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to maintain myself. Let me maintain my, my composure here. What do you want me to do? And I will do what you want me to do, however you want me to do it so that I can receive your best so that I don't mess up the moment. Put in the chat, I will not mess up the moment. No, no, no. I just want to do it the way you want me to do it. And and I want to receive it the way you want me to receive it. And I want to walk in it the way you want me to walk in it. Because my life is all about you. This is how we live by faith. Faith is not about me just telling God what to do and all of that. No, no, no. I'm aligned with him. I'm open to him. I'm believing him. I'm trusting in him. I'm discerning these divine moments, the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is whispering to me and saying, speak to her, speak to him, shut your mouth. Don't do nothing. Go out. Go or stop. Whatever he tells me to do. These are these predetermined, predestined moments, these Kairos moments that are designed to propel us into our destiny. And these moments will require us to step out in faith when they come 
even at the risk of looking foolish, where God is telling you to do something and you're, you're like, now you're excited, but it's at the risk of looking foolish. The good news is that when you truly recognize a Kairos moment, when you recognize that, hey, this is the voice of God, God told me to do this, while the potential to look foolish, while the risk will be there, because faith is risky, to live by faith, you know, is going to cost you something. If you really live by faith, God is going to tell you to launch out before he gives you all the answers. If you really live by faith, God is going to tell you to launch out before you, you feel like you, you know everything. So you're going to have to launch out, believe in what he revealed. And in that moment, there's a certain level of risk, but you also have a certain level of peace knowing that I know God said, I know what God said. I know God spoke. I know, like, like I, I don't, I just know. I know it down in my Noah, and I'm not going to be moved by what's happening down here in this world. This ability to discern and then to act on these moments is, is faith, but it must be built up over time. This is like when you get first get born again, you don't know how to do this, right? I mean, this is, this is something that you build up over time. Your faith has to be developed. And so you have to develop a sensitivity to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit and then you have to develop the courage to live by faith and step out into something when you have no sense from evidence to support what you're doing and your friends think you're crazy. Like you have to build up that faith over time. As believers, we have to be seekers and stewards of these divine moments. And when they come, we have to have the courage and the faith to just do what God is telling us to do, no matter what, even at the risk of looking foolish. So as I close, as I launch you into this weekend, I pray that this message today, this was a good message. It might be one that you want to listen to again, encourages you, us, all of us to embrace God's timing, to understand the relationship between faith and patience, and to remain open to these Kairos moments, because these moments shape our destiny. These moments can propel us into the fullness of God's best. So we want to be laser focused on God's fixed purpose, trust in God's plan, and trust in God's timing. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. That was some good teaching. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare that I am living with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for my life. I stand in awe of your divine timing and your perfect plan for me. I recognize that your ways are higher than my ways and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. But today, I declare my unwavering faith in your promises and in your timing. I acknowledge that you have chosen me for such a time as this. You have planted me in this era with a specific purpose, with a specific mission, which is part of your eternal plan. And I embrace it with humility and gratitude. I understand that patience is not just waiting. It is an act of faith. So I live by faith and I add patience to my faith. I refuse to be moved by the duration of the wait. I am steadfast and unmovable. It's only a matter of time. So living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and 
prosper. If you're not getting my notes, you're not getting my emails, you're not getting my notes, why would you not get the notes? You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org and click on the big red subscribe button on the top right corner of the, of the website. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, just do it right now. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I hope that you enjoyed today's message. You know this is a message people need to hear. So I need you to do two things. One, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. And so open up your heart. Be in tune with God. That's how we live by faith. I love you. Have a great weekend. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.